the cool thing about um, digital marketing is you get feedback in the form of data that can make you smarter if you're using it well. So, you know, you think up the best thing you can think of and then think up another version of it and run the both of, both of them and see what you know, the market will tell mm -hmm. you which one sticks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Money, Mindset, and Mentoring Podcast. We are so fortunate today. We've got Dan Wood of Break Digital Media here joining us. Dan has been a very longtime friend of mine. I don't even know, Dan. He's been, what, like almost what, 20 years? I'm going to say almost 30, but that's going to really feel painful. So we'll just say, we'll just say over 20. Long time. Yeah. Do the math, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and uh, and the one thing that I can say about Dan that's been really exciting is when you talk about somebody who uh, you know whose ability to be able to reinvent themselves, Dan does such a wonderful job in doing so. You know, he's gone through so many different avenues of of doing one thing and then pivoting to doing another and succeeding in everything that he's been going into. And it's been a true joy to kind of watch what he's done. And, uh, and for those of you who think like, man, I've, you know, I'm a plumber and I'll always be a plumber and I can never be a, uh, you know, a marionette puppet, you know, performer. Well, guess what? Dan's probably the one who could inspire you that change, uh, is something that is can constantly happen. You can constantly success through it. So, uh, Dan, uh, say hello to everybody and just a little bit of introduction about yourself. Hi there. I'm not sure where to start, but. Well, just tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about what you and about Break Digital <laughs> and what you're doing. Basically, I've been, uh, like, like you said, moving around from a bunch of different fields over the years. And uh, something I always come back to is that I really enjoy talking about digital marketing. And I guess. I don't know. I always like just sort of tinkering around with computers and stuff, even when I was a kid. It's just sort of that same, same kind of feeling, even though now it's more like creating automations in the CRM system, but it's still the same feeling as when I was uh, hacking a, a, a basic program video game. So I'd start off with a thousand spaceships instead of a hundred at the beginning of the game. <laughs> always need the so, hack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the things actually that is always uh, that I found really unique about you is, I mean, it was very simple. I remember we were at a friend's place and they were talking about, this was when you were doing landscape architecture. In landscape architecture, you think like somebody's got to really know trees. Somebody's got to know about, you know, bricks and, you know, all these other things. And and what, what Dan really brought to the table is, is sure, he had his knowledge about, you know, he could talk your ear off about the different, you know, types of firms that are in the world. Um, but but what was really cool was when he was designing this backyard, it was one of these things where he said, like, you know, he this person really liked to entertain. And he said, well, what we need to do is to make this space move like how a party moves. And and I found that really interesting because and you've you've kind of brought that same mindset of, of not only understanding the technology, but understanding people through whichever space you're in, whether it was in making wine, whether it was in the uh, landscape architecture space, whether it was in the software space or in the digital marketing space, you always really seem to focus on people and, and really the how social networks work, uh, you know, both in person and online. So I thought that that's something mm -hmm. that I think if there was something uniform through everything you do, even when you were, you know, doing the construction uh, in the rental properties, and we'll talk about that later on, you know, you yeah. thought about the people. You're like, we're going to design this kitchen in a way that, you know, it, it, it can 
you know, handle the people the way that they, they operate, but also in the way they might want to entertain families and friends. Yeah, I guess the, uh, design's probably a common theme through right? um, most of like what I do on the advertising side really is like an experience, right? A funnel, a marketing funnel is still like a user experience, a series of decisions, right? Um, a learning experience, whatever. Whatever yeah, they, that makes uh, a lot of sense. I think experience through, so. yeah. experience is great because when you talk about, you know, and, and we'll go even further back, when keg parties we used to have, it was about the experience, right, for the people. And, I'm making and how to cider. Make it, what's that? I'm making cider. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. So we, I've got two apple trees, and uh, they're they're big and old. Um, and I could, I don't know, my father-in-law pruned them, and I don't know if it was that or the fact that, oh, well. I've heard a whole lot of rumors about why apple trees suddenly have big crops or not. But for the first time in like six or seven years, this is at the cottage, there's enough apples that I've got uh, a vat of cider currently fermenting very well. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Organic. This in the day, I remember when you were, you know, fermenting all these different wines and I, I was, a, I was a vagabond at the time and I would uh, couch surf for months at a time right. at your place. I was a, uh, it was a staple and I always look back and appreciate that. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, amazing when you look and you say, you know, what you sort of came from, what you went through. I mean, and you moved around too. And, uh, but you still kept on trying to find your purpose. And, and I thought well, that was interesting. It's funny that wine came up because I was in the wine industry for a couple of years and seriously considering uh, becoming a winemaker. But what I learned you know, when I got into to that industry was that it really was like, obviously you have to have a quality product, but it, it really relied so heavily on marketing, which wasn't anything, um, you know, I didn't know much about that back then. Although I would to take a break from studying science and philosophy. I would read my roommates marketing textbooks because they were just different. Yeah. But um, yeah, it seemed like no matter what I did as a winemaker, it would still have to fall in line behind the sales and marketing piece. And, and it felt like it was felt like that would be a limiting factor. Well, and I think that's one of the things when you look at the principles that we teach is it talks about the idea that you don't necessarily have to be the best, but you have to be the best known and best known always beats best. Mm. And, you know, when you look at some of the wines that they sell, you know, millions of liters of wine, um, it might not be the best wine, but it's got the best brand value. Uh, you know, it's the best known. When somebody goes in and it's just the name that they know, that's probably the one they're going to pick. You know, unless there's somebody yeah. like like me who, you know, used to go in and, you know, and Dan, I know you do this. As you go into the craft beer section, you're like, which of these have the most bizarre labels and I've never had before? Yeah. And uh, and it could either be a great night of of tasting things that are unique and different or a terrible night of, I'm definitely not having that one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to leave Canada, and uh, I, you know, there's wineries in California, like single company that makes more wine than all of Canada, and that stat might be out of date and wrong now, but mm. um, definitely then that was like, well, kind of starting at a at a serious disadvantage trying to climb into that world when we have, you know, we're on the edge of winemaking climate. Um, Anyway, a whole bunch of other things. 
So ironically, well, I ended up getting into marketing eventually through totally different ways <laughs> a few years but, after that. Well, eventually what you could do is do some marketing for a winery <laughs> and bring it full circle. Yeah. And so any wineries yeah. listening, Dan is uh, definitely got a taste <laughs> for your, uh, for your business. So um, right. the one thing that is great is, is the whole idea. And this is one of the things that I really learned and, and, you know, Dan and I've known each other for a while and I've always been heavy on the sales side. And, you know, I'm always about, you know, you know, being a really good classic salesperson, really good at follow up, really good at networking, really good at, uh, you know, finding and, and matching need to, to people's requirements, to people's needs, and then closing the business. And it's always been really going really well. And then I kind of came onto Grant Cardone. And one of the things that he always talked about was marketing as senior to sales. And I never really truly believed that until I actually started to integrate that into my business, the importance mm -hmm. of marketing and the importance of really good creating omnipresent style marketing so that you're everywhere. So that is, a, that is a new thing for me if we talk about journeys. And I think it's something that can radically change the way that you scale your business. Is, is integrating really mm -hmm. good marketing. Of course, you need a great sales team to be able to take those leads, convert those leads and close those leads, but to create more leads and more volume of, of good quality business coming in the door and getting all those people you didn't know, you know, good marketing is, is so critical for that. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately yeah. it is. <laughs> when my, <laughs> my son was like, I don't know, old enough to think about it. He asked me like, what is it? like what is your job really anyway like, what do you do and i i was trying to and he, he was probably like six years old or something i was like how to explain digital marketing like oh well you know when you're playing a game and uh like an ad pops up they write those he goes isn't that like, annoying <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah it can be yeah um, well it's, i think it's one of those things and I, I was talking with a lady the other day she we were at a an event and uh, and she said that this this person just was so focused on one topic that she felt like most of the audience just wasn't paying attention. And I said, well, that's because he's not talking to most of the audience. He's talking to three people hmm. in the audience he's going to do business with that day. And, okay. and when you look at marketing, a lot of the times that's the case. It's it's it'll hit a broad spectrum. I mean, obviously, the tighter you can make the marketing, the better. But sometimes it'll be a broad stroke to try to just unearth those things that are going to, you know, pick up some, some activity and bring those people right away to you that are, are exactly the avatar, what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. I've been following someone who's been, I guess, brand magnetism would be her, her topic. Um, I've been following her for, for like 10 years. And, and who's that? Pat Howell. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, He's got some pretty interesting things to say about like finding your purpose. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff. And and that's kind of where I've what I've been stewing in for a while because uh, you know, I worked at an agency. I built an e-commerce company from scratch that I sold uh like 5 years ago. Um Oh, that's right. Snappy towels. Yeah. And yeah. I've That was great. You know, I've been I've been kind of over all around and, and I I, I still like most aspects of digital marketing, but I, I'm like ready to go to it like a deeper level, right? So, and that means not just being like putting something together for someone and like, you know, okay, here's what you ordered, but more, um, more on the coaching side. So I taught a course yeah. at Humber College in digital marketing before COVID. Um, 
2019 when I lived downtown Toronto and was teaching there. And then we, we moved up north six months before COVID. And they, the person they hired to replace me when I left, um, for some reason, I think they had like a, a family member in the hospital or something. They couldn't, couldn't finish. So I, I took over them and did this sort of hybrid remote thing. Um, and this is the fall before COVID when you still had to pretend that you weren't working from home because that wasn't seen as like legitimate. If you had a, you know, if you weren't in an office, then, you know, how could you really get paid? Um, was like the, yeah. what everyone thought. And then they were talking about, they were, they were looking into ways of making the course like mostly virtual so that I could still teach it, even though I lived two hours away from the, from the school, like, you know, I was going to come down once a week or once a month or something like that. And then, and then ultimately I moved on to other projects. Um, but it was, you know, it was right after that, that COVID came and they made every course virtual everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, it's funny digital yeah. marketing is not something that i think you need to be physically in place for unless you're making content i would think yeah i liked being in the classroom though just because it it was more when i was teaching the classes uh virtually and most people were sitting there with their camera off I just was just talking to my laptop and it's hard to get feedback when you're talking to a room of people you can see the look on their eyes you can tell if they're paying attention. Yeah. You can yeah. see that someone has a question to ask before they've like put their hand up because yeah. of, you know, um, are people nodding? Are they falling asleep virtually then, even though, you know, I was talking to students who paid good money to be there. I wasn't trying to sell anything. They were there trying to get recoup their investment from, from me. Right. And yes. Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, the onus is really on them to be, paying attention and involved but with a black screen you know you just go okay does that make sense to everybody and then like okay how long do i wait before i continue <laughs> it yeah, was exactly. it was awkward it was weird but anyway like from that i learned i re i still really like talking about this stuff i like helping people with their business and i um you know being an entrepreneur at heart i'm i'm always intrigued by how a business works and kind of what the challenges are and um, I've, so I have a client now that I am onboarding into go high level. Um, and, uh, he's a moving company. Um, he's been doing it for like several years and I was, uh, generating leads for him and, you know, then, so he's like, look, you really, obviously, you know what you're doing. Can you, can you help me like, you know, teach me how to do it, set it up for me, whatever. Uh, he's just a one-man operation. I mean, he, he has a, a crew when he's actually doing a move, but he's a small company, but he's ready to grow. He's ambitious, and he's been paying $500 a month to an SEO company that's done nothing for him because you can't win in his space for $500 a month. It's just not, yeah. it's not uh, genuine to suggest to someone that, that they're going to get value for that. Not that SEO doesn't work, but that you have to. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because that's actually something that's a really interesting topic. I mean, I know, uh, you know, with the different businesses that I own, I mean, the amount of phone calls I get and, and, you know, the emails I get where it's like, hey, I really love the stuff that you're doing. 
let me help you, you know, build, uh, build, you know, get, get more leads or you get those messages saying, Hey, I've got, you know, uh, I've got a, a territory open now to give leads to you. Are you interested? And, and, and mm-hmm. what is that space like? I mean, obviously if you're trying to cut, uh, you know, cut your space in, and you're competing against those kind of noise, then a lot of those companies are, you know, uh, crooks in that space. I mean, I've dealt yeah. with a couple where I thought, oh, that sounds like a pretty good deal. And you sign up and, uh, and then, you know, they ghost you and, and you've just lost whatever deposit. So, you know, the idea of giving deposits them, I always feel like thanks, but no thanks. Uh, you know, because yeah. they're just, they're just too, too many fraudulent ones out there. How well, do you, how do you cut your way out of the noise of that? Yeah. I mean, just before the call, I was talking about doing lead generation for, um, for contractors. And when I, <laughs> like have a legit funnel that generates real leads and it actually works and it um i was doing like cold email outreach for that um and it's impossible to write an email that sounds real um and and when i was calling out too i found myself i found myself seeing exactly the kinds of things that i hang up on um, like, how would you like to close more leads without paying any retainers or upfront fees? And I go, oh shit! How do I even sell that without sounding like an infomercial? And or <laughs> sham? I, wow! Yeah. So I started. <laughs> I started my emails just saying, like, I know you get this all the time, but I'm actually for real. Like, uh, how do I prove that? I don't know. And, um. So I mean, my offer. Well, that's where that's where I think this the sales, you know, like leads, leads is one thing, and getting them to attract you. I mean, I love this idea when you talk about marketing. The idea of marketing is, and the difference between marketing and sales. You know, a salesperson without marketing is basically like a you're trying to catch butterflies, and you're running through a field with a net, chasing through you know these big uh, glades, trying to catch whatever butterfly you see. Hopefully, you get the one that you like, and hopefully, it doesn't die by the time you bring it back to home base mm. where what marketing is is marketing says i'm going to plant a garden and that garden's going to grow some flowers and then the 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 butterflies are just going to come to the garden and land on my flowers and then the salesperson is just going to you know make sure they stay there yeah 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 exactly so my garden would be in the helping people figure out how to do this for themselves and just yeah. right and and that that wraps in like the fact that I love the subject matter, the fact that I love teaching. Um, and that's like when I mentioned the that soul searching bit with with um Pat Howell and a bunch of other resources that I've sort of been stewing in um, you know, getting at like what's your greater purpose? It isn't running Google ads. That's not like why my why my soul's on earth, right? Like you can use that as a tool <laughs> really? to do you know, to do something like, okay, um, like right now in the HVAC space, there are government grants for uh, helping people transition off of natural gas, which is actually methane. It just has the best brand name ever. We call it natural gas. We don't call it like swamp gas or, you know, yeah, methane, which we all know methane is a poison and the you know one of the worst greenhouse gases natural gas which is methane if you ask people what is that well it's natural so it heats my house like that stuff's important but so anyway there are government programs all across canada right now 
to transition people to heat pumps and solar and more sustainable earth-friendly things. So, you know, that that's going to require marketing and sales. Most people aren't aware of that. Um, the people who can benefit most from that probably aren't even thinking about, um, you know, there's other ways to save a hundred bucks a month than on your gas bill that requires a bunch of construction and whatever. But um, the solutions are really amazing. And so I thought, okay, well, what if I just teach people? And I think you'd mentioned it's a me, we, us, us, them, we, how did it go again? Yeah. So when you're, whenever you're running a course or you're, you're offering something where you're going to teach somebody, there's always the different people in the audience. Like we talked about, you know, earlier where you're talking to just three people, the way to expand the number of people you're talking to in the audience and, and become a little bit more, have more offerings is you can offer like, look, I'm going to just show you how to do this. By the end of whatever I'm doing right now, you should be able to do these amount of tasks and then you'll have reference material so you can just go do it yourself. Because there's the people who, you know, they'll buy a motorcycle or they'll buy their, you know, Jeep YJ or whatever it is. And they just love tinkering, right? They just love getting their hands dirty, getting mm -hmm. into it and just getting things done. There's people who will never hire a plumber. They're going to fix everything themselves, right? And then there's the person who says, look, I, I kind of like doing it. Uh, but I want someone to kind of do it with me because I know I can create speed. I can get things done better, faster. I want to get to the goal. Getting to the goal line is more important than the journey itself. So the people are first people are the journey people. Right. And the other people are like, I kind of want to get to the goal line, but I want to know how to do it as well because they, they don't feel like they can, uh, completely outsource it to somebody until they understand it. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's me with, and that, with construction. I know enough about drywall right. to recognize good work when I see it and to pay someone what they're worth and to know when I'm getting ripped exactly. off. Exactly. 100%. With me, I'm on the next category with drywall, which I, I'm on the they category, which is just find somebody, hire it. I know what I'm looking for in an end product. I know what my goal line is, and, and I can be very discreet about what my goal line looks like. But never put a putty knife in my hand. Never let me hang a board. Like I wouldn't let when I'm you cutting mix it with that mortar. Knife, I always feel like my, my knife is always way too dull. Yeah. What's that? So like, yeah, I was thinking of tiling because it's even more um, meticulous than drywall in some respects. And like, I wouldn't let you mix mortar at my house. No, <laughs> no offense. No, definitely not. not. Your, it's not <laughs> uh, what you're put on this earth to do, Steve. It is definitely not. I'm putting on this for. I did design really good HVAC systems at a time. And really good at actually yeah. geothermal systems at a time too. And uh, I was actually out a a new Nordic spa that's out in uh, was it Thames? Is it Thamesford? No, it's out it just uh, just outside of uh, Woodstock. And it's a new Nordic spa that's out there. They've been there I think about three years or four years. And no, sorry, they finally opened I think in November of last year. And it was just really great just to see one of those come up. And I was chatting with him about all the stuff we were doing in the the spa mm -hmm. space with heat pumps to create economies of scale. And it was it was really interesting. Um, but yeah, no, definitely you've got to look at a process and say in a process, you've got the me's in the world, the people who just want to do it themselves, the we's, which is the learning group. They want to learn. And then with knowing that the eventuality is that the they is where they want to get to. Because anybody who's looking at building a business is saying, how do I scale the business? And when you scale the business, you need people. What are those people supposed to do? Well, they're supposed to do tasks so you can focus on bigger mm -hmm. tasks. And so that's where you get to the they people. Right. And so if yeah. your offer contains a me, a we, and a they, you're going to speak to so many more people in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, um, like with 
specifically to lead generation, uh, cold calling and cold emailing and sales isn't really my thing either. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say like, Oh, don't hang up. I'm actually the legitimate one. I know you've been ripped off before, <laughs> but I promise I, I won't rip you off. Um, and, and, and what's your credit card number anyway? Like that's not. If you sent if you sent them a picture of you and your dog locally, sitting on the beach talking to them with a video, saying, "Hey Bob, uh, you know I am a legitimate person. Here's my dog. We're on a beach. We're just up here in Bomb Beach area. It's a beautiful sunset. Check out the sunset back here. I was just thinking about your business, and knowing that today the sun's going to go down and you don't have any leads coming in the door. But tomorrow night when the sun rises, you could have three more leads sitting in your inbox. That's what I do. Mm, that's a good idea. And uh, and then then all of a sudden they're going to say, this is actually a real person. Yeah. Right. Rather. And, and this is actually targeted towards me because one of the problems that you get from, whether it's the duck cleaning guys or, you know, the people who are pseudo tied to the phone companies, but not uh, who call you relentlessly, yeah. you know, those people, um, you know, one of, one of the challenges with those type of businesses is they're just spamming everybody, whether, you know, it, it's just a, a big broad shotgun. Yeah. Right. And their message is a broad chunk and approach. They're not calling and just saying, hey, you know, uh, wanted to find a little bit more about your house. We're in the HVAC business. And, you know, we really like to, 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 to share with you the importance about air quality. Right. And did you know that, you know, 46 percent of houses, you know, have air quality that's worse than, you know, 56 percent of the mines in the world? And that's a completely made up stat, by the way. Mm -hmm. But it sounds good. Right. And, but don't use made up stats. But the thing is, is if you led with something that might catch them with a hook before you go to the close, that's the biggest thing is you want to get some, grab somebody's attention. Yeah. I've had some success. And you could say like, Hey, Oh yeah. Exactly. With, uh, with sending people a screenshot of their ad that they're running on Facebook and, and, yeah. and yeah. just saying like, what's your ROI on this? Because I, uh, I hate the ones that are like, I've seen your website and there's seven things that we could fix. Cause that's always true. But but actually send the screenshot of their own ad and, and say like, cause I know this is someone who's running paid media, right? They probably have an agency. Maybe their agency is amazing. Maybe their agency is really expensive. Um, maybe the ads don't work and they're paying for it anyway. Maybe they have an in-house person who doesn't really know what they're doing. Um, or they're, or they're just killing it. And, and that's great. Um, but yep. you know, maybe that person won't work for them forever either. <laughs> So, well, yeah. that's exactly it. I mean, if, if you did something where you said, Hey, look, here's where I am on, uh, on Google here, really close to, to you. You're down there in Toronto. I'm about 45 minutes away here. And I'm just here looking on my phone at your ad right here. And I just want to let you know that the sun's setting down in the background and I'm here with my dog here, throw the ball. Everybody thinks your dog's adorable. And sure. then, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's see what the sunset looks like when it comes up. How many leads did mm -hmm. you get in? Yeah, we could try that. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's many different ways of doing things. I know one of the things that they've, they've done from head office with Cardone is they've done things such as, you know, sending out a box of pizza with one slice missing saying, Hey, I'm your missing slice. Right. And, and so just little yeah. details like that. Those are things that catch people's eyes. Right. right? And catch their attention. Just kind of say, Hey, yeah, no, this. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that have to have a picture of a beaver. Right. Pay the damn invoice. Right. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, sorry. 
No, stole that from yeah, stole that from Cat Howell's blog, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I guess that's where I'm. Um, what I'm coming to realize is that building that course is a fun and exciting idea, rather than like, oh, mm-hmm. I need three more clients because I need, I need five grand more income. I need three more clients. You know, how am I going to do that? And then you're just like, do you need to, do you need marketing help? No, nobody wants that call. I get that call all the time and it sucks. So there's got to be yeah. another way. And that's, that's where like proving, proving first always works. Right. Um, in the past, yep. in past businesses, it's been like a blog post that just explains the product really well. And it answers all the questions that people were Googling anyway. It was the best piece of SEO. Yep. And it was the best um, source of sales because it was just helpful information. Um, so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, when you look at the, the the mechanics, we talked a lot about principles of marketing. Let's talk a little bit about mechanics of marketing. Okay. And, you know, you've got social social media. You've got in that social media, you've got Instagram. You've got Facebook, Twitter. You've got threads now you've got uh twitter spaces uh, you know all these different whatever TikTok. it'll be called next month x well i guess it's called yeah. x now yeah sorry I, i'm I, I haven't got the x into my name. vocab yet speaking of x yeah just, I'm not, just a quick I, sidebar i just watched a hot ones video where the um where guinness awards the world record for the new hottest pepper um and it's uh ed curie the same guy who bred the scorpion is it scorpion pepper whichever one was the previous hot. This is three times hotter. And um, it's called Pepper X. And that's amazing. The reason is like while they were sitting around, um, they're ready to, you can only get this pepper by buying his sauce. When the first scorpion pepper was bred 10 years ago, they made the mistake of like selling seeds. And then now everyone has scorpion pepper, but he's the only one who's got the hottest pepper in the world. He's the only one who has the seeds. Um, it's covered by patent and all that stuff. And so while they were getting ready to like do the press release and and print the labels for the sauce and stuff, um, Pepper X was just a placeholder because the lawyers hadn't finished their paperwork yet. And they ultimately, the lawyers didn't get finished. They had to resubmit all the legal stuff to match what was on the labels. because So that's why it's Pepper X. It was just a placeholder name. Um, speaking of X. That's amazing. So now... That that's such a good uh, a good uh, whoopsie on that one. Yeah, and I I don't think it's a trademark problem with uh, the service formerly known as Twitter, but that would be yeah. kind of funny. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think either. it would be. Yeah, it would be fun to watch Elon Musk eat Rex though. Oh, he's got a yeah. You should have a Pepper X on that guy's show that does the hot wings. Well, on the on the hot ones, they. Yeah, they had the the breeder. He ate one like he was eating a cherry, and he's like, "Look, my eyes running a little bit," and because that's what he does for a living, right? Um, and they had another guy come up, and he they was just differently. like basically choking and crying, and um, it's otherworldly. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, uh, mechanics of marketing. We'll get to a point eventually. Yeah. So when we look at mechanics of marketing, and you look at Instagram, you look at. Twitter, you look at any of those, which, which do you think there's a right fit per business based on the platform, LinkedIn or whoever, or do you think it's just a, um, 
you know, be omnipresent and just win in all of them. Fortunate is the company that has the resources to be omnipresent. There's just too many channels. It used to be if you had your yellow pages, uh, full page ad in the yellow pages and a couple times in the local newspaper and a 1-800 number, then, then you're, you're good to go. Oh, um, but yeah, being omnipresent probably isn't practical and probably doesn't make sense. Um, there's definitely a mix and not, there isn't one marketing tactic that's going to work for everybody. It just doesn't work like that. Sometimes you can find good value in a new platform. Um, like if you were early on Google 20 years ago, not quite 20 years ago, when clicks were one cent or five cents or 10 cents, and you could actually, you know, you could get on first page really cheap for a little while there. That was, um, it was like a secret weapon against your competition just because it was a new channel. And so every time a new channel comes up, you know, TikTok might be the last big one that came out. The first bunch of advertisers that had a good TikTok video are probably still cleaning up. Um, right. Yeah. There was a guy, um, I think it's the Ty Lopez. Do you remember Ty Lopez? Uh, he was all over all social media at one point he was doing, I don't forget even what he was doing. I just, I remember seeing his ads all the time. But he was so omnipresent in the spaces. But what he said is he said back when he first got in, you know, his cost to convert was like seven bucks or something like that. And that same cost to convert right now is about 70 or 80 or even 100 bucks uh, on a cost to convert because the, the, the platform competition has just increased so dramatically on a per platform yeah. basis. So I think finding finding the platform that's really going to work for you, I think is certainly going to help. You know, unfortunately, I think there is still the necessity to to be as omnipresent as you possibly See, there's can. a trick to that it's called retargeting so yeah there's people that you've never heard of that i see online every day because i was in their shopping cart checkout on their e-com store um two months ago and that's hard to wrap your head around the fact that there's a different internet for each person because everything we see is algorithmically tuned to us based on um, projections of our behavior based on past actions, based on geography, based on our device, our browser, the time of day, all that stuff. So there really is a different... Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever logged into someone else's Netflix account um, and just uh, been like... Yes, actually, this? when you go to sometimes... On the air, yeah. when you go to an Airbnb and they just have that generic uh, login, you're like, wow, this is, these are things I've never seen. Yeah, like um, a friend of mine, he and his wife watch almost exclusively lawyer drama and true crime stuff and, and sports. So Netflix at his house is soccer documentaries and um, CSI. You know how many CSIs there are? Like, I had no idea because I haven't watched an episode of CSI since when I had cable yeah. 20 years ago, um, there's just too many other things to be interested in. So when I open his Netflix, yeah, so the, idea of, re, the idea of retargeting yeah. is yeah. huge. Yeah. The idea of, it's, it's, it's used in so many different applications. And I think that's something that's extremely important because, you know, one of the principles of sales, which I think follows up with uh, marketing is follow-up, right? Is that yeah. just because they saw you once doesn't mean they're necessarily going to click or even click to convert. 
it you know they're going to see you a second time a third time a fourth time and that's going to build that buyer confidence yeah. yeah and then yeah yeah so yes i guess you can be omnipresent if you've got your retargeting set on your paid channels um right or yeah. if you are really heavily infused into subject matter that the person's interested in at that time like now that i've watched this a hot sauce video and i watched um how to winterize hot pepper plants in your garden video two days ago um that's why i that's why i'm seeing this like my my internet is all hot peppers and i'm tracking apps today <laughs> um yeah yeah mine's all jujitsu yeah. and uh and mindset so you can mindset. Yeah. In that sense, you can be omnipresent, but but it doesn't mean you have to go around and post to LinkedIn and post to Twitter and and or X or whatever and all of all of the other channels. Um, I mean, you want to be where your customers are. Sometimes they're just on Google because they need you right now. If you're like a you know emergency plumber, then then that's your thing. Yeah. So yeah. you know you've got to test that. There's always the cool thing about um digital marketing is you get feedback in the form of data that can make you smarter if you're using it well so you know you think up the best thing you can think of and then think up another version of it and run the both of both of them and see what you know, the market will tell mm -hmm. you which one sticks pretty quickly usually yeah by doing yeah. the split testing yeah. or whatever so that's yeah, you know that sense. So if, 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 if people were going to say, Hey, you know what? I really love the idea of this course that you're in process of setting up. Um, what, uh, how can they reach out to you? What would be the, the next uh, step? Through breakdigital.com. My, uh, my agency site. So that's break B R E A K digital.com. Yeah. That's the way go. Which is right there. Yeah. For the, uh, for the audio only you podcast. You cannot see the highly stylized so. banner hanging sideways and it's a dot com. <laughs> um that's right exactly yeah no that's great i think i think that's that's a great idea i think long overdue for you to start i know you did a, a training session a bunch of times and and it really the uptick on people's performance online that i've seen was was absolutely fantastic and and i'd love to see that uh be pushed out a little bit more so so guys dan first of all thank you very much for spending the time today i'd love to do another podcast uh where we just dive deep into one of those topics so that uh, people can get a sense of what your training is like uh, and then you know obviously you know go through and uh follow it either for further stuff I think yeah yeah maybe we can get a little more technical in in some stuff next time and start to bring that the actual content not the meta stuff next time the meta. Yeah. Well, but you know what? Sometimes the mindset around marketing, I think is really important and just knowing the importance of marketing. I think that that's something that definitely has to happen. Yeah. You need to, um, uh, the guy that I worked with, um, Richard Carmichael, who's a brilliant, um, brand and web guy. He said, it's kind of like having a dinner party. You, fir you first, you set the table and prep the meal, you know, or like having a restaurant, right? First you set the table, prep the meal, and then you open the door. So you've got to get that in-house stuff. You've got to get your your website and your analytics and 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 your your brand and your product market yep. fit and your delivery mechanism, all that stuff. You've got to bake that really well before you go spending money to bring more people. Um, right? You've got to build that yep. build that referral machine and the all of that stuff first and amplify. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much, Dan. And we look forward to, uh, to, to seeing you back on the podcast with the, you know, dropping a lot of value and, uh, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you on the next money mindset and mentoring podcast. Thanks a lot.